This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm Miro Sampson Folk. You're joining me after the Raptors win, breaking the nine-game losing streak by beating the very impressive Denver Nuggets and doing so in a very decisive fashion. They are now at a much better record, 18-26, and 26, which is much better than 17-26. and 26. And Kyle Lowry left the floor and appeared to be crying on his way into the tunnel and gave the peace sign to the to the camera. And uh, who knows what this means. But it seems likely from the optics, the reporting, that Kyle Lowry has played his last game as a Toronto Raptor. And he did so in the most selfless performance where it was just consistently all about, yes, turning the defense, finding his teammates, and putting them in the best positions to score. A the platonic ideal of basketball was played by Kyle Lowry tonight. There was very little scoring, just passing. And in that return, he was a plus 42, the best mark of his career. The Raptors, when he was on the floor, they absolutely mopped the Nuggets. And how fitting it would be if this was the end for him, that he did it in this fashion. And uh, the Raptors, they played a really good game tonight. And Pascal Siakam, OG Ananobi in particular, I thought were really, really fun. But Kyle Lowry, he deserves the attention. Greatest Raptor of all time. Pretty big deal. Norman Powell as well. Uh, if you believe the reporting, he will also likely be on his way out the door. Adrian Wojnarowski claiming that there are, it is in the teens, the amount of teams that are looking to trade for Norman Powell. He has a lot of really important moments with the Raptors as well. I think everybody remembers that point-to-wing pass that he jumped, that Paul George was coming off a pin down, and Norm had that big dunk. Game 5 against the Indiana Pacers helped swing the series to some degree. Maybe not that play, but you know we, we like to boil it down to one thing. And Norm, Norm has had some really great moments. He's known as a, the buck hunter, Norman Powell. And... As I've said many times, I've, as I've written this year, his ability to work on his craft as a scorer has been phenomenal. And he's really built himself into a guy who should make a lot of money and hopefully help out a playoff team 
if that's what this comes to, if he's traded as well. So, and Wojnarowski's reporting says it's not even supposed to be an if thing, but probably a when thing with Norm. So, hey, Norm, thank you for all the good memories. And another thing that deserves credit, and I know this is like, I feel, you know what, it's my podcast. I'll discuss things the way I like to. This feels pertinent. So tonight, all the on-air talent for the broadcast from TSN was female. So Megan McPeak on play-by-play on the call, Kia Nurse of the Phoenix Mercury, the WNBA, um, and the Canadian national team. I should say she was doing the color analysis. So for those of you don't who don't know, play-by-play, that's your Matt Devlin. Color analysis is the Jack Armstrong role. And Matt and Jack are both really great, but I thoroughly enjoyed their call tonight. I thought that Kia in particular shed light on a lot of actions that I think Leo and Jack wouldn't address. And Jack is maybe a little bit more focused on the entertainment aspect. Like he's really big, his personality. But Leo, who carries, I think, a similar energy to Kia, doesn't highlight a lot of that stuff and is more platitudes and hyperbole sometimes. So I really appreciated her on the call. I thought she was fantastic. Kayla Gray on the sideline, Kate Beerness and Amy Audubon in the or on the broadcast. So that's a cool thing. I thought it was well worth it. And I thought they all of them did a really great job. Megan, I thought, had really great pacing in the play by play. Kia, as I said before, fantastic job. And Kayla, Kate, Amy, uh, fantastic job holding down the broadcast. Wonderful job done. But yes, the Raptors, I think maybe the best game of the season. There's those games against the Bucks that could be in contention. But this one where the Raptors go up against a team that's healthy, that's very impressive, and they go up there with their small ball lineup, OG Ananobi, Pascal Siakam, and say, you guys are going to be the fulcrum of it, but we're going to scramble like crazy, and we're going to try and keep Jokic and the Nuggets under wraps. And I think they did a pretty good job of it. The back end of the defense operating the best it has in weeks, months, question mark. Impressive stuff. I, I thought they were awesome. And offensively, I think there was a lot of stuff to enjoy, especially from Pascal and OG. Kyle, obviously, the playmaking wizardry is always going to be there. But So, uh, for example, there's a play that they ran where it's OG is setting the first screen of the staggered screens. Pascal setting the second. It's Kyle on ball. It almost works like a drag for OG because they're doing it as... Kyle is coming up. Kyle runs to the left. OG, little cut into the middle of the floor. Hits a pin down that Pascal is now setting, setting for him. Hits a three. That's nice little stuff. You just want to incorporate your best guys into your actions so it freaks out all the defenders the best it can. And when defenders are trying to defend something, they're more susceptible at the back end. So in the second half of that screen set, you have Pascal and Kyle on ball. And there's a screening action. That means that the defense is going to be more engaged. And that means that, and this is what happened, the Nuggets didn't properly communicate OG, who's slipping into the inside of their the shell of their defense. And then he didn't get picked up right away. Nobody made contact. Nobody tagged. So that meant he was free to pop out into open space, did a triple. And it wasn't even his guy who came out for the contest. That's how disjointed the Nuggets were. It was um, the guy who was supposed to be guarding Pascal. So even if OG had decided to make a pass, the guy who was supposed to be guarding OG is still behind if he was trying to rotate to Pascal. Just little stuff like that. It's important and it's good. And I like watching it. And then Pascal just 
some brilliant, brilliant singular force type of work. The grab and go stuff, playmaking transition, really, really great isolation possessions in this one. Looked like he couldn't be stopped, especially early on. And that's when Pascal is at his best. For those of you who remember, and many people who cheer for the team now should, Pascal started flashing potential to be more than just a bench piece when he was taking on ball handling possessions with the quote-unquote bench mob. And it wasn't the shooting that came around first. It was a little bit of on-ball creation, particularly in transition, like Pascal would grab a rebound, get up the court, and pass to the corner or get all the way to the bucket, and he would do that as a member of the bench mob, and everybody was kind of looking around like, is this a big deal? Could this become something? And then obviously the next year he took off next to Kawhi, and there was a whole bunch of creation stuff that came along with him. Year after that, the Raptors give him one of the heaviest ISO diets that the league is currently running. And this year, there's been a little bit of a... The shot hasn't come around in the exact same way, but the playmaking, I think, has taken a step up. And there's some things on the edges that just haven't been as sharp or fine, like the dribble or the touch on the shot making around the rim. But I, Pascal, the... The rumors of his demise or his game's demise, I think, have been greatly exaggerated. And not because he played well today, just because he hasn't been nearly as bad as people have been suggesting. He's he's still a very, very good player. And uh, so fast to become underrated, I think. But in this game, I thought he was just fantastic. Yes, he fell asleep a couple times on defense. Or it's tough to, to say fell asleep. I think he was over-engaged and kind of he leaned too far in towards another guy's primary and ended up losing a guy on the back end. Like if you run a split action, for example, and you know a guy's coming out up top and a guy's coming out um, below, like something that Steph Curry and Klay Thompson ran teams into the ground with, sometimes you want to help over top because a shooter is popping out and you think your guy is going to stay and you might switch or you might hedge and recover. Something like that. You're going to have your guy bump the other guy who was headed towards the rim so you can pop out and then you can both recover after the option for them to make the pass goes away. But a couple of times that just that didn't happen very well. But for the most part, I thought he was very, very impressive in the Raptors scramble defense. Help side was pretty good coming over on Jokic, competing on the glass. I, I thought Pascal was awesome tonight and he was a huge part, a huge part of the Raptors' strong start to the game. In fact, I would say probably the biggest. And really credit to Fred Van Vliet, especially early on, to just kind of sliding into what the Raptors needed, whether it was getting to, you know, he loves the above the break three in transition. He's not a huge corner three guy. In in transition, if he can run to above the break, he will, and he'll let the other guys fill the lanes elsewhere. He likes that left wing above the break shot, and Pascal is very happy to find him there. And there's a little bit of that too. And just relocating after offensive rebounds or loose balls and just being, I think, com- commanding on ball when he did have it and just running through the sets, getting the Raptors to the dangerous spots on the floor, letting guys take advantage. And sometimes Fred can commandeer a little bit and sometimes he is taking the ball out of guys' hands. And I think Raptors fans are well aware of that. And maybe, maybe that's something that is corrected over time or maybe he gets better and he can just dictate those possessions and you say, those have to be Fred's. But in this one, I thought it was a really, what would it be? Healthy dynamism and synergy to how Fred and Pascal were operating in particular. 
and so much so that they left a vacuum of space for OG Ananobi to fill. And OG was super fun in this game. The, the creation was funky. And funky creation is OG's whole thing. And I love to watch it. Backdowns that turn into these funky one-legged floaters or full-on fadeaways like a bastardized Dirk fadeaway, right? It's not Dirk, but you don't know what else to call that move outside of a fadeaway. And it certainly needs another adjective on top of fadeaway. So you tack two, bastardized Dirk fadeaway. And he had a couple of those tonight and he made one too. And the motion off ball, because he really has been a set shooter for a long time. And something I touched on this year when I did the deep dive into all of his shots was that totally OG has gotten much better as a set shooter against hard contests, really good closeouts. He's shooting, I think, very well against them this year and hit a couple tonight. But shooting off of motion hasn't always been a strong suit. And in this game, he was finding the space to move into jump shots. And for a guy who is as talented a jump shooter as OG is when he's set, if he can translate that to motion, everything gets a little bit more exciting with him. And Pascal, for example, uh, a guy who has been working on getting motion jumpers because he was the first option last year. And while it's more of a three-pronged attack this year, Pascal still is on on the move when he has to shoot sometimes. And he's had a tough time finding the balance of spot up and motion. And in this game, he was good spot up. I, I thought he had a good game shooting from downtown. But OG, if he can keep the balance of both and just keep progressing, that's very, very interesting to me. And you know, it is a little bit ironic that this game looked like the most crisp rotation the Raptors have run all year with OG and Pascal starting in the front court. You get three minutes of Baines and you don't really go to him elsewhere. He's minus four in those three minutes. And, you know, that's that's not great. But you're running small ball to start. Bembry, Watson, Boucher are your guys off the bench. Watson and Bembry, I cannot say enough good things about this performance from both of them. Bembry now back to playing next to really good players. He had a tough stretch when everybody was out with COVID. And he was really lumped into this point guard role. And it was like, run these primary actions, try and create something. And he couldn't get downhill. All of the stuff was getting stagnated above the break. It just turned into a pitch play and another stagnated pick and roll for somebody else on the roster like Terrence Davis or Kyle Lowry. And uh, it's really refreshing to watch DeAndre Bembry work off of really good players because he has such a complimentary skill set. He's a really clever cutter. Second side action. I think he's a great decision maker. And when the defense is already in rotation and he gets a step in the lane, he can get to the bucket, A, he's a really crafty finisher. B, he's a very, very heady passer when going downhill. So if you do the work and he's already downhill, he'll probably reward you. And playing with better players, there's not as much attention on him. His attributes, his talent can really shine. And I think this is the fit for him. He's a guy... I, I haven't been shy about how much I like Bembry's game this year. I think it, he fits really well, especially with the core three of Siakam, Van Vliet, and Ananobi. I think Bembry is a guy. I want him to be on the team for quite some time. I think there's a lot of potential defensively and offensively. But he, he showed out in this game. Smart cutting, smart passing, energetic defensively. Big fan. Paul Watson, who apparently, you know, via the word of Mr. Nurse, 
appears to be very much in the rotation. Nurse says he's not really searching anymore. Obviously, he is like Paul Watson's coverage as a defender. In this game, pretty meaningful. I thought it, I thought he was awesome. Covering the back end, he's long, he's agile, he gets from place to place. He's one of those guys who he's taking the most efficient route on a lot of these rotations. Your steps can be a little bit sloppy. The way you turn your body, the hips, all that kind of stuff can be a little bit sloppy. And maybe you don't make the read properly. If you watch Kyle Lowry's off-ball defense for the past however many years, watch the routes he takes to defensive assignments or rotations. He's cutting off feet. Not human feet, but the measure. He's cut, Let's say he's cutting off meters of how many steps he needs to take, of all that kind of stuff. He's more efficient in how he moves in the defense. In a weak side zone, he can play the weak side zone extremely well, despite being very short in stature. Paul Watson is long and is playing those aspects of defense well, and it benefits his body. And obviously, uh, Nick Nurse sees it as a benefit to their defense, to which I think it is. And it was very helpful in minutes against Jokic tonight where they need that scramble coverage. And hell yeah, good for you, Watson. And not to mention that that right corner, he was just camped out there. I think he took five threes from there, hit three of them from there. Big fan, man. He can shoot it. And he was still a little bit gun shy for how many shots that I think he could have taken. And there's a little bit of a wiggle off the dribble with him. So that might be something to explore further down the line. But pretty good. Paul Watson, impressive. Boucher did his thing uh, to a lesser degree than a lot of other games. But, you know, he's Boucher is what he is at this point. In this game, he's rangy on defense. He's a little overzealous in a lot of rotations, but can catch up to a lot of other things. Didn't make a huge difference guarding the rim in this one. Had a little bit of a shorter leash because the Raptors obviously found a lot of success with A, their small ball lineup, and they wanted to stick to that. And then B, it was a blowout at that point. And you have guys like Watanabe, Stanley Johnson, Matt Thomas, they're all, Terrence Davis, they're all subbing in and they're trying to get minutes as well. So Boucher was like, okay, I guess this is it for me. Pal, super short game for him. Only 24 minutes, but truly in Pal fashion this year, he <laughs> put in 22 points in 24 minutes, 8 of 12 from the field, 3 of 4 from downtown. Just remarkably, remarkably efficient. Uh, they use those flare screens to free him up above the break all the time. Iverson cuts turn into flares, and that's that's one of the simplest adjust, adjustments that a team can make, and Norm is good at that's the thing. You have to sell your reads. You have to sell your actions. Norm looks like he's making an Iriskin cut, and then boom, he's just popping out, and those screens up top are for a flare instead of the Iverson. And he's hitting a shot. His footwork has gotten really clean and how he works around screens as a shooter and getting downhill and transition and stuff like that. Scores the hell out of the ball. He did that tonight. The Nuggets defensively just had no recourse to stop the Raptors because they were varied. And they were dangerous. There was so much going on. Kyle's passing. Siakam is passing. Van Vliet is just playing that perfect, shorter version of Clay Thompson game where he's just sliding off ball and providing spacing. And if they allow it, he'll kill him from downtown. Five of nine in that regard, too. And OG, I, I already talked about OG. You know, there's the playmaking bent off the dribble for him that I thought was really nice. He had a left-handed, left-handed scoop pass off a live dribble. Good God. 
OG, you're you're wonderful. You're doing great things. And yeah, defensively, the Nuggets had a lot of trouble. Point of attack. And when the Raptors were playing the 2014 beautiful game Spurs style basketball, the, the, the Nuggets had no idea what to do. The Raptors were just zinging, pinging the ball around the court and it was it was very, very high-level team play. It was a beautiful thing to watch. And defensively, the Raptors, yes, the ball, it left Jokic's hands. And they that was that was the intention. That was what they wanted to do. They overloaded it. Michael Porter Jr., who is a fantastic cutter, he finds himself open more often. Yes, he gets out to a hot start. Jamal Murray, working off of Jokic's gravity, he finds himself to 20 points. But the Raptors, for the most part, funneling the ball into Will Barton's hands or P.J. Dozier or Paul Millsap and feeling very comfortable with that being where the Nuggets are getting their offense from. The defensive game plan worked, and the offensive game plan worked possibly even better. Just a resounding W for the Raptors in this one, and who knows what comes after. Who's to say? But I, it's a hell of a game. I enjoyed it very much. Reggie Evans Award. You are insane, Jack. If you don't think this is going to Kyle Lowry, of course it's going to Kyle Lowry. If this is his last game and I, he doesn't get the Reggie Evans Award, are you crazy? Of course he's getting it. He is smaller Reggie Evans, but infinitely more talented. The fight he shows on every possession, he's a hound. He's a fighter. Never gives up. Does his thing champion greatest raptor of all time and uh yeah he's a reggie evans award winner top quick reaction comment though from rye quote great win for the raps i called a 20 point win played as a team and played for each other having fun this is the guy showing messiah what they can do and telling him to trade a first round pick to get them a big to help out the announcers really got better as the game went on super impressed more of them please kia nurse is fantastic good voice serious but upbeat really knows what she's talking about and articulates it well for the audience. doesn't hurt that she's one of the best players in the world. Give her Leo's job next year. Just make the playoffs, re-sign our guys, go raps, end quote. It was a hell of a game. It would inspire a lot of people to say, let's run it back. I don't know that the, the organization, after all this talk, would have one game change the trajectory of what they wanted to do and you know, maybe that's silly to say because COVID may have done that. They might be they very well could be above 500 right now. Maybe even like in the top four in the Eastern Conference if they don't get COVID, if that doesn't run through the dressing room with Kyle, sorry, not Kyle, Pascal, OG, and Fred in particular. Tough thing to go through, but who's to say? I guess we'll see. It's not too long now until the trade deadline is up and we'll see where the, the dust settles. Kia, yeah, the call, I talked about this at the top, great Super fun call. I thought it I thought it was enriching. I thought it was very fun. Was really happy with what I was hearing. And I don't usually listen to the Raptors the Raptors stream when I watch it because I, you know, I, I like to listen to the other announcers because you learn more about the other team. And I feel like I've very nearly maxed out a lot of the knowledge I have on the Raptors. I feel very intimately uh, I feel like I have a lot of information on a lot of players. And that's, you know, why not? let the other announcers round out my knowledge on guys from other teams. But when I do listen, I like Matt and Jack a lot. I am thoroughly underwhelmed repeatedly by Leo. And that's, that's been the case for like seven or eight years. 
And yeah. So Kia, I thought was awesome. She was, I really enjoyed her on the call. And I thought everybody did a fantastic job and they deserve the love for it. I hope we see more of this coming forward. So yeah, Rye, thanks for the comment. Thanks for listening. I, I, I think you do. So I'm just going to go ahead and say thanks for listening, Rye. But thanks for the comment anyway. And you, listener, try and have a good sleep or try and have a good morning. See, We'll see what happens with Kyle and Norm and the whole team. And who's to say, right? It's uh, It's all up in the air at this point. Guys have their sources. You know, a lot of people have sources. Fewer people have good ones. And sources can't predict the future either. So Raptors, Nuggets, a win. Perhaps Kyle Lowry's last game is a Raptor. And uh, thanks for tuning in. But whether you got into it in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye.